Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job asks you to trust God's leading as you step out of your comfort zone and into a new season. Sometimes God leads us right into the middle of the storm, crossing the Jordan, right up to the battles, right to our greatest challenges. It doesn't mean that you need to run or that you're out of the will of God. It could be that you are right in the center of God's will and He's causing you to grow. Welcome to the new Bold Steps Weekend program with Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, as we bring 2021 to a close, we're going to rewind a little bit today and share a message that Mark gave to some students at Moody. And I think this message is going to inspire us as we enter into a different season of life. But Mark, the ending of this portion of today's message is quite unique. And for our listeners, they may not always be aware, but this message was preached in a chapel to uh, a full house of college students and faculty. And what a powerful experience these chapels are. Well, I think this message is going to inspire all of us as we enter into whatever season of life we're entering into. So let's listen carefully. But there's a very unique ending to the message today I want us to explain now. Yes. So this is a message for everybody. Anybody that's crossing into a new season, it'll apply to you. But at the end of this message, because it was the beginning of our semester, we have a student that prayed for the semester, uh, Victor LeBron, powerful testimony. And then we have a professor, Winfred Neely, who's in the Applied Theology Department, who also prayed for all the students. You really want to hear this. Yeah, a powerful moment at the end of today's message from Mark Job. This is called the crossing. I want to give you four insights rapidly. Number one, you need to be willing to move out of your comfort zone to follow God. Notice it says that they were camped on this side, and after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, You are to move out from your positions and follow it. I want you to notice that they were comfortable where they were at. It wasn't the promised land, but they were comfortable. They could have stayed there. I'm sure some of them said, why are we going? Why are we taking the risk? But God had spoken to them clearly. And I want you to notice this. He says, When you see the ark move, then get up and follow it. What he was saying is that when you see the presence of God move, let God be the one who guides you. When God is leading you, don't be afraid to follow. Be willing to move out of your comfort zone as God pushes you out of your comfort zone. You know this very well, but the ark was symbolic of the presence of God. It's mentioned 14 times in this chapter. It was, the, it was just a little box, but it was symbolic of the presence of God. You were not allowed to touch it. You were not allowed to look into it. You were to carry it a certain way. It symbolized God's presence here on earth. It was placed in the Holy of Holies, and people that did touch it or look into it uh, suffered consequences. But as the people of Israel, God is saying to them, 
Comfort is not your destiny. And can I just say that to you? So your job is not to flee from discomfort. Your job is to embrace the discomfort that God brings to your life and allow yourself to grow through it. Your greatest time of growth will not be in times of comfort. Your greatest time of growth will be the times of greatest discomfort. When you're challenged, when you're pushed beyond your ability, when you're driven to your knees, when you feel like I can't handle it or manage it, when you're feeling the emotional distress when you feel like I have to run to God. So uh, all I'm simply saying to you is that oftentimes we have this idea that God's perfect place is the place of less distress or greatest comfort. And I want to say no. Sometimes God leads us right into the middle of the storm, crossing the Jordan, right up to the battles, right to our greatest challenges, the challenges within and the challenges without. So if this semester is a semester of great discomfort, it doesn't mean that you need to run or that you're out of the will of God. It could be that you are right in the center of God's will and he's causing you to grow. The second thing I want you to see about this passage is at the crossing is be ready to trust God's leading and not your own experience. Verse 4 says, and when you see the ark moving, get up. You're comfortable now. You're going into enemy territory. When you see the ark moving, follow the ark. But secondly, he says, then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. I love it. He's telling the people of Israel, they say, God, which way shall I go? He says, follow the ark. You've never been this way before. None of us have ever been in 2020. None of us have been into the future. Which way do we go? Follow the ark, the presence of God, the leading the direction of God. And the only way you can do that is if you keep in Close step with the Spirit of God. That's what Galatians tells us. Keep in step with the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that leads you, nudges you. Proverbs tells us very clearly, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. In other words, He will direct your path. So there is a need to have a sensitivity to the leading and guiding of God. When your ears are open and your heart is tender, then God is able to guide you. And what he's saying in this place, he's saying, hey, follow the ark because then you will know which way to go even in your confusion. Follow the ark because God knows where he's leading you. He says, you've never been this way before. In other words, it's not your experience that's going to guide you. It's the presence and the leading of God that's going to guide you. The third observation that I make as we're approaching a crossing is he says, be cautious not to get ahead of God or touch what is holy. Notice what he says, but keep a distance of about 1,000 yards. That's 3,000 feet. That's pretty far between you and the ark. Don't go near it. Now, the priests were the ones that were carrying the ark, but he told the people to maintain a distance from the ark. I believe that he's asking to maintain a distance because there's two reasons. One, 
I think that sometimes if we're not careful, we can get ahead of God. I know I can. God has had to convict me and break me oftentimes. And I follow that deep conviction that if I go too far ahead, I'm full of pride and presumption. And I admit and acknowledge that I have gone before God at times. I have gone ahead of God. And I have said, God bless me. I think I know what I'm doing or where I'm going. And let me tell you, God never likes to take the place of a follower. He is the leader. And so there's a safe distance that we maintain acknowledging the sovereignty of God and saying, God, I'm not going to get too close because I don't want to step in front of you. I think if you go too far ahead of God, you're full of pride and presumption. If you lag too far behind, you're full of fear and doubt. So stay close to the presence of God. The other thing that I think that God is saying is not get ahead of God is don't get too close to his glory. Don't touch what belongs to God. I know he's our father. There's a friendship and a kinship there, but he's still a holy God. Don't touch what belongs to God. Don't get too used to, don't get too comfortable with the holiness of God because he's still holy. He's a ferocious garter of his glory. He is a holy, consuming fire. Walk in that powerful reverence of God. Don't ever take on that which only He deserves to be acknowledged for. The transformation in your life, the redemption of your soul, the guiding. When God does something, give Him the honor, give Him the glory. Make sure that you don't touch that which is sacred and holy and that only belongs to God. Don't get too comfortable. Hey, we acknowledge that God is God and we embrace Him, but but make sure that you understand that He is an all-consuming fire and that God uh, does not... Uh, like, like the priest that took the Ark of the Covenant before David, Ahil, uh, um, the, two, the two brothers and one of them was struck dead because he dared to raise his hand and try to help God, try to touch the Ark and help God out. And God struck him dead and they stopped right there because he dared to touch that which was holy. He is Abba Father, Daddy. But he is also a consuming fire. And we walk in reverence into his presence. And lastly, I'm talking about the crossing. I think we learn from this passage that we need to be prepared to consecrate ourselves for the task ahead. Look at what it says in verse 5. And then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves today, for tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. What God was saying to the people as you get ready to cross over into this new season what God is asking of his people is that they would reconsecrate themselves to him. What does consecration mean? It means simply to make holy or to dedicate to a higher purpose. 
And so I thought as we close our, at our first chapel, I thought it would be only appropriate that we would reconsecrate ourselves for this new season. I, I, I want you to notice the sequence, consecrate yourselves today so that tomorrow God can do amazing things among you. But it starts with a reconsecration to say an acknowledgement, God, I am called to a higher purpose, and because I am, I set myself aside to be prepared, to be trained, to be used for that higher purpose. It's synonymous with holiness. I set myself aside. I, I, I put myself apart so that you could do a work in my life, so that I'm all, all of me belongs to you, God. That's holiness. Holiness is that you are a vessel set aside for the purposes of God. There's not mixed purposes. There's single purpose. Consecration means that, that God, I know that I belong to you, and so I I re-declare that I belong to you. I recognize once again that you are the sole owner of my life and my destiny and my purpose. I once again declare that I have been set aside under purposes that are beyond my own desires and my own purposes. I belong to a higher purpose. I belong to God. I consecrate myself to you as a vessel. I don't make myself holy. God through the blood of Jesus makes me holy, but I recognize that I've been called for a purpose, and so I set myself aside to be prepared for the purposes that you have called me to. That's consecration. And whether you realize it or not, every student in this place, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, if you've been born again, you have a calling upon your life. It's not the called and the non-called. If you're called to Jesus, you are called first of all to Jesus, and then he, sits you, he sends you on mission with him. There is no such thing as a believer that's not called, just in case you didn't know that. And so I thought at the beginning of this, uh, this decade, the beginning of this year, the beginning of this semester, we would reconsecrate ourselves to the higher purposes of God. Is that okay? So here's what I'd like to do. I would like to call, first of all, the faculty. So if you're faculty, I would like to call all the faculty. I didn't rehearse this in advance, so they don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I would like to call all the faculty, if you would, just to come and line up here. Would you do that, please, for me? You know, I, I hear a lot of uh, older generation in our society that uh, looks at sort of this young generation, and I, I, I'm, I, I wrestle to find, to hear them say good things about this generation. And I always want to jump in those conversations and say, well, let me tell you what I think about this generation, because I'm excited about this generation. And I see some incredible things. And when I talk to this faculty, I hear them talk with hope destiny and excitement about what God is doing. And so I would like for you to extend your hands towards this faculty. I want you to know, yeah, this is a, this is a college. Yeah, this is a university. Yeah, there's, 
exams and accreditation, and yeah, you gotta get a, you got to do your homework, and all that's part of the process of learning and growing. But these men and women are here out of calling. And I'm going to ask a student to pray, and he didn't know I'm going to ask him to pray that, but excuse me. Victor's a student right now. Victor, I'm going to ask you to pray for uh, this faculty. Uh, Victor was a mess a few years ago, and... Uh, Seriously, I know him. I, I remember when he came to Christ and gave his life to Christ and was a mess, but he's a cycle breaker, legacy maker. He's raising his kids to follow Jesus, raising teenagers that love the Lord Jesus. And now, listen, he works here. He works here, but the side benefit is that he takes classes as well. And I've talked to him, how do you like your classes? He's like, Pastor, wow, these classes, they're amazing. I'm learning so much. And so, Victor, would you just pray over the, this faculty? Would you do that? Here's the mic. <laughs> and I'm still a mess. I just have Jesus now. <laughs> so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the calling. I thank you for the gift of your salvation, of your Son, who was sacrificed on that cross for us. Mm. And Lord, I pray for this faculty and staff that they would understand their calling, that they would see the hope in the future, that they would take a deep, deep conviction in training up this next generation, knowing that they will be sent out around the world Mm. to glorify you. Father, I pray that we'd be worthy of this call And I pray, Lord, that your spirit would pour out over this faculty and into these students. Father God, we live to glorify you and to extend your gospel to a lost and hurting world. Mm. So, God, I thank you for them and I thank you for their dedication as we press forward in perseverance. Mm. Lord, I lift them up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Victor. Yeah. And now, as we close our, as we close our time, because I've been told several times that my chapel goes too long, and uh, I've been warned, I would like the faculty to pray for you. I realize that with this many students, there's always a story. There's always someone super excited, and there's always someone very discouraged. You may have woke up this morning saying, why am I here? And I don't know what's happening at home. Some of you have major drama at home, and it's hard for you to be fully present. I reminded students last semester, listen, you need to be fully present. I I believe that you are here not out of coincidence, but you've been prayed into this place. I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for you at this time. And so I want you to, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years from now, but I want you to embrace the fact that God has called you here at this time. Be fully present and allow God to do what he's going to do. Hey, you will always have a future. You may not know what's happening tomorrow or a year from now or what you're going to do or who you're going to marry or where you're going to live. You don't have to know all that. Right now, let God work in your life and be good with that. And so... I'm going to ask that uh, Dr. Neely would lead us in a word of prayer for the students. Pray with me, please. 
So, Father, we thank you that you have brought us to a new year and the beginning of a new decade. And we thank you for every one of these students that you and your infinite wisdom and divine providence have brought here to this place, Lord. And we ask in the name of Jesus that each and every one of them will walk with you, that they will put you first, uh, that this semester will be a time of deepening in their walk with you. Oh God, we pray that you will do something extraordinary. We consecrate ourselves today so that you can, will do the miraculous among us tomorrow and in the coming years, oh God, we ask that you do something fresh in the lives of these students. We are in desperate need of revival and awakening. Oh God, we pray that you will consecrate. May these students fear no one but you and hate nothing but sin. We pray that you will use them for your glory, oh God. We ask this in the precious and almighty name of Jesus. Amen. Wow, I, I feel like I'm ready to start a new decade now. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're in the heart of the city of Chicago. I'm so excited about what God is going to do, not only in the city of Chicago, but throughout uh, the world through us. So may the, may the Lord be with you. May he grant you the grace that you need for this semester, your undeserved, unmerited favor that comes straight from the throne of God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may he be with you. May he encourage you. May you sense his presence. May he give you the endurance to persevere, the clarity of mind, the purity of heart, to joyfully embrace this season of learning. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you and have a wonderful semester. Mark Job speaking to the students at Moody Bible Institute on this Bold Steps weekend program. If you'd like to hear this message again, or if you'd like to send it to a friend who would be encouraged by it, you can do that when you visit our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Now, Mark, you were really fired up about today's message, but sadly, that type of passionate preaching is not always the norm on college campuses or even in some churches today. It's fair to say that many churches today are struggling with stagnancy. Christians want to see change. They want to see revival. But the reality is that many churches have lost their luster. What would happen if every Christian brought the power of the Holy Spirit into their day-to-day -day actions? Well, if that's something you'd like to see, then our Bold Action gift is just for you. It's an empowering book titled Secret Power by D.L. Moody that clearly defines what Scripture reveals about the Holy Spirit, our spiritual gifts, and the true potential of the modern church. And we would love to send you a copy when you give a gift in any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. 
And then as we prepare for the new year, can we count on you to take the next bold step of inspiring change by becoming a bold partner? Your monthly financial gift of any amount will help bring the truth and the power of the gospel to people all over the country and even the world. Thank you very much. We look forward to partnering with you in 2022. Thank you, Mark. And if you would like to become a Bold Partner today, all you have to do is visit us online at boldstepsweekend.org. When you donate $30 or more each month, we'll send you a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck. And you'll gain access to our informative and encouraging bi-weekly email, The Bold Partner Post. These are just a few of the ways we'll say thanks for your generous partnership and support. You can sign up at boldstepsweekend.org. You can also give a gift of any amount and request D.L. Moody's book, Secret Power, by mail when you write to us. Just address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Or give your gift of any amount by calling us at 866-535-5580. And if you're interested in watching the Bible come alive right before your very eyes, then join Mark and Dr. Michael Rydelnik as they journey through the Holy Land next May. Explore the places where Jesus lived and walked, or you can splash through the streams of Tel Dan. This 10-day messianic journey through the land of Israel departs May 21, 2022, and you can learn more about this unique opportunity when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us. And be sure to join us next weekend when Mark kicks off the Christmas season with a special message titled, Emmanuel, God with us. That's coming up next time on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.